0: Good morning, it's Monday and it is Kale and Company live on this Monday morning, the 28th day of November. Great to have you with us and I certainly hope that everyone had a great Thanksgiving holiday and uh, I'm, I'm sure many of you are still feeling stuffed. Uh, like we are (laughs) here at WKXL. But uh, it's a great holiday to be with uh, family and friends. I hope everyone took advantage of that. And uh, now it's uh, back to work for a little while and a busy time of the year. Christmas just around the corner. Lots of things uh, going on. Lots of events uh, taking place. And, uh, you know, I see, according to these statistics anyway, that uh, consumers were back in the stores en masse, as they say, uh, on Black Friday, as shopper visits increased by 2.9% uh, compared to last year. I don't know if any of you did uh, any shopping, probably did. The uh, foot traffic to non indoor mall locations, including lifestyle centers, open air malls, neighborhood centers, and standalones, increased by 4.7%. So uh, the uh, strong traffic numbers for Black Friday show that shoppers are returning to stores and enjoying the socialization that the holiday brings, said uh, Brian Field, who is the global leader of retail, consulting, and analytics at Sensormatic Solutions. Uh, And in an interview with Field, this is from uh, Forbes uh, magazine, He discussed that shoppers are returning to normal, a new normal, uh, after more than two years of pandemic living. He said, and I quote here, Unified Commerce continues to be important as shoppers use both online and physical stores to enhance the overall shopping experience. I prefer the in-store shopping experience myself as opposed to online. I like to be able to see something up close and personal, touch it, feel it, smell it, whatever. That's what I like. I, I don't order too much online. about the only thing I order online would be uh, tickets to sporting events, concerts, theater, whatever it might be, even uh, you know even the movies sometimes I, I order online but, uh, but not really shopping. I like to see it up close and personal. Uh, consumers started holiday purchasing early this year, with uh, 52% of respondents in a recent survey stating they began shopping earlier this year. According to Mr. Field, who is the expert, and I quote here, there is a higher degree of purchasing with shoppers this year who are much more committed when they get to the stores, stores. Are, yes,
1: we have a special guest on the a line. A special
0: guest. Would yes. that be Coach Santos? <laughs> it is that indeed. Is. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, Coach Santos, congratulations to you. I know the Wildcats coming off their first uh, FCS playoff victory in the uh, Rick Santos coaching era. It was a wild one. A 52-42 victory over the Rams of Fordham and Durham. Congratulations, Coach.
1: Oh, I appreciate that, Ken. Yeah, I was just so proud of the guys and how they fought uh, for the entire game. We knew going into it how dynamic prolific of an offense that Fordham had, in particular their their quarterback Tim Demarat, Um just putting up video game like numbers all year. Yeah. And uh, you know, all American guy just can make all the throws. And I thought, you know, we 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 matched that intensity. Our offense had had their best output in, in six or seven year span. Uh, You know, Dylan Lobby was a man amongst boys out there, just made plays all over in all three phases. And I thought, you know, Max Brosmer uh, threw for the most yards he ever had in his career and kind of outplayed their quarterback, which was tremendous to see. And, you know, even though our defense gave up a a little bit of yards some points, I think they made timely stops. They wreaked havoc all day on that Fordham offense. And, uh, you know, they created three turnovers, which I think is a huge
0: key to that ballgame. Well, no, no doubt about it. And, uh, as you mentioned, Dylan Lowby, uh, with four touchdowns on the day, uh, one through the air, three on the ground, uh, a total of, uh, 424 yards overall, including his kickoff and punt returns. I mean, that is just, those are like, as you say, like video game stats.
1: Yeah. You know, um, we obviously going into the year, we knew he was going to be a focal point on offense. Uh, he was our, uh, um, you know, he was our kick returner last year. We we switched him to the punt returner, and just we you know we were very cautious on how you know how many touches he was going to have to make sure that we kept him fresh. You know, in the last month of the season, we put him back to kick returner. He did both, um, and then obviously when when it's win go home, and you know your mistakes are magnified this time of year, and it's just it's so important to make sure that your your best guys are the focal point of what you're going to do. We're basically. Left. Let him go take as many reps as he can until he gets tired. He he taps himself up for a few plays and goes back in. So um, just, you know, incredible physical effort by him, too, just to have that stamina to, to play that many
0: snaps yeah oh it was uh, amazing and i i saw an interview with him uh just just after that game i was actually watching the game in, in virginia on saturday on uh, espn plus and uh, saw him right after the game and he was still full of energy i mean you know that adrenaline was still pumping <laughs> uh it
1: certainly was he, he never gets tired i mean he's he's a tireless worker uh he prepares like a professional he's, he's one of the hardest working guys we got um you know, physical specimen in the weight room. I just think he it's a, it's a byproduct of how hard he's worked all year to get his body to this point, to, to be physically this this dominant this late in the year. So, um, yeah, just really happy we got him on our team.
0: Yeah, I, I would guess so. And uh, you've talked a number of times, uh, Rick, on this show, how important it is to get off to a good start. And, and Saturday you were able to take advantage of a Fordham turnover and uh, went 96 yards in two plays.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know... It, yeah, we, we, again, so we equated it this weekend to it's going to be a heavyweight boxing match. And, you know, we felt like our each possession's uh, around. If, you know, if they have 12 possessions, it's a 12 round fight. And, you know, defensively, we got to win about seven of them. So hold them to about 35 points. Um, and we were pretty close to that. Obviously, they scored a late one to get us 42, but it was about that average. And, um, you know, we know going into it that, you know, we're going to get up some yards, we're going to get up some touchdowns, we can create turnovers. So if they went down, and if they scored on that first drive, as you know, football is such a game of energy and momentum, it would have been a completely different thing. And uh, Josiah Silver got off a block, you know, punched the football out at the four-yard line. Joey Eichmann jumped on it. And then, yeah, two plays later, we got we snuck Dylan out in the flat. Uh, we faked a jet sweep the opposite way and got him on a little naked play. and uh, Yeah, he, he out-leveraged the defense, and at that point it was a foot race, and, and he certainly
0: won that one. I mean, you, and you never trailed in the game, and uh, I, I know there, there were some anxious moments uh, for sure. But uh, you, you never trailed in that ball game, and uh, you mentioned uh, Dylan Lowby, who uh, was just incredible, uh, was uh, recently named a CAA first-team punt returner, second-team running back, third-team kickoff returner, and uh, certainly deserving of uh, all those accolades. And I know you had a number of other players who were recently honored, uh, in addition to. Uh, Dylan uh, on that team and sophomore defensive ends, uh, Josiah Silver and uh, Dylan Ruiz on the first team, as well as uh, your captains, uh, Patrick Flynn on the offensive line and and safety Pop Bush. And so talk about how much your captains, I was reading a great article uh, by Alan Lessels and how much your your captains uh, mean to your football team's success.
1: Well, I mean, obviously it's our job as coaches to motivate and put together a good plan and be comprehensive and detailed in what we do. But I think at the end of the day, it's always been about the players, in particular in the sport, um, and the great teams are player-led. and I think that's what we have right now. We have, we have guys that are bought into what we're doing. Um, but our captains are our hardest workers. And, and when your best players are your hardest workers and your best leaders, I think that's when elite things happen, you turn into a really good football team and and that's you know certainly the case right now and you know you look at somebody like Brian Espinette, who's one of the most selfless people that we have. he was our leading receiver the last couple of years we've we've changed his role quite a bit he's more of a uh, a blocking receiver and we put him in a bunch of different personnel sets and he's embraced that and he's he's allowed the young receivers to thrive because he coaches them up every day and um you know Patrick Flynn is somebody who's played all all five different positions on the offensive line, takes to the coaching. He's got an edge about him. He's just demeanor. He's, he's our enforcer out there on the offensive side of the ball and guys just gravitate to him, how hard he plays, how tough he is. Uh, Nico Kavikis is somebody who just so happy he decided to come back. You know, he was, um, in that kind of freak injury last year when, when Max Brosmer got hurt, you know, Nico was kind of the one that bumped into him. And I think he always felt really responsible kind of how last season went, um, And for him to come back and have the year he's having, um, you know, we just absolutely love him. He's just, he's such a a great young man. And then obviously, Pop Bush is somebody who's played a lot of football for us and brings an edge to him as well.
0: And also, uh, congratulations to you, Rick, being named Coach of the Year in the uh, CAA, the Colonial Athletic Association, an award that's certainly uh, richly deserved. Congratulations.
1: Uh, Appreciate that, Kenneth. All that that goes. uh... You know, all the accolades go to the coaching staff—they were so tremendous this year and how they prepared.
0: And another heavyweight fight coming up on Saturday at high noon in Worcester against the Holy Cross Crusaders. What are your thoughts on that one?
1: Uh couldn't uh, couldn't be more excited about this opportunity. It's a top ten team in the country—they're as well coached as anybody. Bob Kesney is—he's is, won at every single level. He's detailed. He's organized. He gets his guys playing hard. So, you know, for us. If we want to be uh, one of the best teams in the country, we got to first be the best team in New England. And, and the Holy Cross has been that the last three or four years. So we got to go down there. we got to be the aggressor and play our best effort of the year.
0: Coach Rick Santos, uh, thanks so much for being with us on this Monday morning, as always, and we look forward to your appearance one week from today on this program. Thank you so much. All right, take yeah. care, Rick. Rick Rick Santos, Colonial Athletic Association Coach of the Year. UNH Wildcats heading for round two of the uh, FCS playoffs against Holy Cross. Not a long drive at all to Worcester, Mass. Check it out. Should be a terrific football game. High noon on Saturday. We'll take a break and be back with more. Hey, it's Kale and Company right here on WKXL and nhtalkradio.com, presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Welcome back. Kale and Company live on this Cyber Monday on WKXL, 1450 AM, 1039 FM in the Capital Region, 1019 FM in Manchester and beyond, and streaming around the world and around the clock at nhtalkradio.com. Thanks for head coach Rick Santos joining us just a few minutes ago. Wow, what what a game that was! I was watching most of it on my phone while uh, in Virginia with with friends, and uh, wow, fifty two forty two. Talk about a heavyweight battle! That was one of them on uh, Saturday afternoon in Durham, and now. They go to the second round of the playoffs in Worcester. Not too far away. Fit and Field in uh, Worcester. Uh, noontime for the game on Saturday between uh, the Wildcats and the Holy Cross Crusaders. Kale & Company presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Northeast Delta Dental has individual and family plans designed to fit your lifestyle. You can learn more and find a plan that uh, fits your needs at uh, anydelta.com dot com or delta dental dot com. Yeah, it is Cyber Monday. A lot of people will be uh, on their phones, their iPads, their computers, whatever, whatever other devices they use to uh, shop online. I'll, I'll ask uh, my my producer Cat. Uh, Cat, will you be involved in the the Cyber Monday activity that uh, is going on today?
1: You know. I spent entirely too much
0: <laughs> on, on Friday, yeah. So
1: uh, probably not, but I'm gonna definitely peruse for sure.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. and Because there's some good deals out there. There's there, no harm there, in looking. No, there isn't, yeah. and uh, you know, millions upon millions uh, will be doing that. But uh, the Black <laughs> Friday numbers were up, uh, as I just mentioned before we talked to uh, Coach Santos. They were up. People were out. More people getting out to the uh, to the actual store locations. Uh, which is uh, a great thing and apparently a lot of uh, independent stores were doing uh, very well and, and, not, and not you know the chain stores they, they always seem to do well but I, I, I like to see uh, you know for lack of a better term the uh, mom and pop operations uh, being you know uh, a source of uh, of gifting for people and you uh, you know that that really like shopping in downtown Concord uh, is terrific, uh, and there are many nice downtowns in in New Hampshire. We're very blessed in that regard, and uh, you know instead of uh, just automatically heading to a mall, you know utilizing uh, and uh, you know checking out the shops uh, in downtown areas, whether it be in Concord or. Or Manchester, or Littleton, or you name. Keene has a great downtown as well. Portsmouth, of course. So uh, you know, to do that. And uh, nothing against the malls, but I, I like to see some of these smaller businesses uh, being, uh, you know, right in the thick of the uh, Christmas celebration, and some place that you would use as an option to do uh, your purchasing of, of gifts for the for the loved ones in in your life, and. Uh, According to uh, this article I'm, I'm reading in uh, Forbes magazine, consumer sentiment data uh, showed that the price, availability, and convenience were among the top factors that shoppers considered when deciding when to shop this year. According to the uh, data released by Sensormatic Solutions, uh, Mr. Field, who was in charge of that, uh, of that company, advised retailers to keep an eye on foot traffic patterns as the holiday shopping uh, season continues. The uh, 10 busiest U.S. shopping days in 2022 will likely account for 40% of all holiday traffic. Uh, Super Saturday uh, is earlier on the season, on uh, December the 17th, and is the fourth busiest day of the holiday season behind Black Friday, December 23rd, and December 26th, which is the day after Christmas. I, I think a lot of people uh, wait until the day after Christmas to uh, maybe take advantage of, of some uh, sales that are going on after the uh, shopping season uh, for Christmas has you know, kind of unofficially come to an end. But uh, Super Saturday, December 17th, Uh, The fourth busiest day of the holiday season, of course, Black Friday would be uh, number one, and then December 23rd, and then December 26th. And with Christmas falling on a Sunday this year, the flow of shoppers may break the traditional cycle. Sensormatic Solutions expects holiday traffic to be distributed differently than in recent years. While this deviation is unlikely to affect overall volume, Retailers may need to adjust their approach to account for the earlier Super Saturday and Christmas Sunday. The last time Christmas fell on a Sunday was back in 2016. That means historical data will be crucial to retailers as we head into December, which now is only a few days away, folks. From the start of Black Friday in New Zealand... Through the end of Black Friday in California, businesses on Shopify generated a 17% increase in sales versus Black Friday in 2021. Black Friday sales of $3.36 billion globally from Shopify's millions of merchants worldwide were record-setting, and the U.S. uh, highlights From merchants that use Shopify showed the following that twelve PM Eastern Standard Time, twelve PM Eastern Standard Time was the peak sales hour. one hundred thirteen dollars and twenty five cents was the average cart price. Apparel and accessories was the top product category. And uh, they they say the merchants, the Shopify merchants, increased uh, by 25% over last year. Black Friday and Cyber Monday have grown into a full-on shopping season. The weekend that started it all is uh, still one of the biggest commerce events of the year. So there you go. Black Friday surpassed $9 billion Online. But they say Cyber Monday reigns supreme. That's right, Cyber Monday, which is today. Uh, Adobe Analytics is projecting Cyber Monday to remain the season's and the year's biggest online shopping day. They expect $11.2 billion. That's up 5% year-to-year from uh, 2021. Adobe expects Cyber Week, the five days from Thanksgiving through Cyber Monday, to generate $34.8 billion in online spending, up 2.8% from last year. Cyber Week is projected to represent 16.3% of online revenue for November and December. Just in the days from Black Friday through today, 16.3% of the online revenue will be derived for November and December. So the holiday season off to a great start online and in physical retail stores. Black Friday, traditionally the day that moves retailers from the red to the black. But questions remain over whether the deep discounting this year will keep Some retailers stuck in the red. Well, we'll find out. But uh, that's the situation. Cyber Monday being celebrated today. And lots of people, I'm sure, right now, even as we speak, listening to this program, are scanning the various deals that are taking place on this uh, Cyber Monday. It is Kale and Company Live. We are here celebrating with you on uh, on Cyber Monday and hope you had a great Thanksgiving weekend and it's back to work and uh, back to school on this Cyber Monday. We'll take a break. We will continue give you a sports update coming up and then uh, John Leahy will join us to talk a little Hockey East, what took place uh, over the weekend in Hockey East and what is to come. Thanks again to head coach Rick Santos of the UNH Wildcats. Big big win on Saturday over Fordham in Durham, fifty-two to forty-two. We'll take a break. We will continue Kale and Company live right here on WKXL and at HTalkRadio.com. Don't you dare touch that dial. Welcome back. It is Kale and Company live for a Monday, the 28th of November, a.k.a. Cyber Monday. We're presented by Northeast Delta Dental. They have individual and family plans designed to fit your lifestyle. You can learn more and uh, find a plan that is suitable for you at anydelta.com or deltadentalcoversme.com. Calm. It is also, in addition to being Cyber Monday, it is letter-writing day. Does anybody write letters, I mean hand-write letters, uh, anymore? Uh, you know, I see people uh, in the stores still uh, buying cards, which presumably they will write in. And uh, uh, and uh, so that's kind of a, a letter, I guess, but just to sit down and write a letter to somebody. I wonder how many people still do that. Uh, it's also National Le French Toast Day. That's one of the things, you know, I, I make, I, I'm not much of a cook, to be honest with you, but one of the things I make well that people have enjoyed over the years is my French toast, believe it or not. And my key ingredient come a little closer i don't want everybody to hear this but my key ingredient in my french toast is kalua put a little kalua in that french toast when you're beating the eggs i put a little vanilla in a little cinnamon and just a little just a little kalua to give it some additional flavoring and today Is National French Toast Day. And it's also, uh, they say anyway, Turkey Leftover Day, although those leftovers in most households are probably long gone and hard to find, as they say. Well, in sports, uh, playing without their leading scorer, Jason Tatum, last night for the first time this year, Celtics went out and defeated the Washington Wizards at the TD Garden, 130-121. to Jalen Brown, he led the Celtics with 36 points last night. Very balanced attack uh, by the Celtics last night. Brown with 36, but then Derek White, 15, Al Horford, Marcus Smart, and Sam Hauser added uh, 14 apiece. Celtics now 16-4 and on the year. They will host the sixth. And 14 Charlotte Hornets tonight at the Garden. Very rare that the Celtics have back-to-back two nights in a row. Home games, but that's, that's the case. Last night, Washington. Tonight, Charlotte. Celtics lead the second-place Milwaukee Bucks atop the NBA's Eastern Conference. The Celtics have the best record in all of the NBA at 16 up and four down. Boston Bruins, they are tied for the New Jersey Devils for the most points in the National Hockey League with 36. The Bees are 18-3-0. And, and the Bees will be hosting the Tampa Bay Lightning tomorrow night at the TD Garden. Sunday night football, if you missed it, if you didn't stay up that late. Philadelphia Eagles, or as they call them in that area, the Philadelphia Eagles, Defeated the Green Bay Packers 40-33, a shootout last night uh, in Philadelphia. Eagles now 10-1 on the season. The Pack drops to 4-8. The 6-5 Patriots will host the 8-3 Buffalo Bills on Thursday night football in Foxborough. Bills are tied with Miami atop the AFC East. Dolphins uh, defeated Houston yesterday 30-15. While the New York Jets went to 7-4 with a 31-10 win over the Chicago Bears. Backup quarterback Mike White threw three touchdown passes for the Jets. He was in there in place of the benched starter, Zach Wilson, who wasn't even suited up yesterday. Wilson benched after that loss to the Patriots a couple of weeks ago, and uh, he wasn't even in uniform. He was uh, just completely benched, and who knows what his future is in New York. And uh, White was re, uh, was uh, backed up by uh, Joe Flacco yesterday. Of course, the Patriots lost on uh, Thanksgiving night to Minnesota. They were robbed of a touchdown that I think clearly Hunter Henry caught. I don't think there was any question about the fact that he caught the ball. And then it was ruled incomplete. And... Uh, that really made a huge difference. That was a, a big, the, the biggest play of that game, taking that touchdown, uh, what was ruled a touchdown initially, away from the Patriots. And that uh, was one of the things that did them in on Thursday. Not the only thing, not the only thing, because uh, their special teams uh, did not play very well uh, in that game. But certainly you could point to that, uh, I think, obvious blown call as uh, the, the biggest play uh, of that game, uh, bar none. Monday Night Football tonight. What a matchup this is, folks. The 3-7 and seven Pittsburgh Steelers will take on the 4-6-1 and one Indianapolis Colts, now coached by Jeff Saturday. That'll be uh, the Monday Night Special uh, this evening. USA and Iran will meet in the uh, group stage tomorrow of the World Cup Soccer Tournament in Qatar or Qatar, however you say it. Uh, no one can seem to really uh, decide on that, whether it's Qatar or Qatar. Uh, but the game will be at 2 tomorrow, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. The U.S. has two draws so far with uh, Wales and England. Yeah, I can't believe they don't settle these games. Ties. You know what they say about ties. It's like kissing your sister, right? That's what people said about ties. I think they still say it. Uh, but they don't decide. I mean, and, and and if it comes down, I was told by someone, I said, what happens in this championship game of the World Cup? Because I'm not the biggest soccer aficionado around, as you can probably tell. Well, what happens if the championship game of the World Cup comes down to a draw in regulation time plus the extra time they play that only the officials, only the officials, know how much extra time there is. So what if it it happens? Well, somebody told me, and I I think this is correct, they play two 15-minute overtime periods to determine who wins the game. It's not like sudden death. It's not like who scores the first goal so that it comes down to two 15-minute overtime periods if regulation ends in a tie or a draw, as they call it in soccer. And then what happens? If it's still not decided after two 15-minute overtime periods, then it goes to a shootout. So they determine the outcome of what everybody calls the world's largest sporting event the world cup soccer championship they determine the outcome on uh, on kicks on uh, on penalty kicks in a shootout that would be like determining who wins the stanley cup In a shootout, like sometimes they determine regular season games that uh, end uh, after a tie in overtime. They, you know, decide NHL games in the regular season with a shootout if it's tied after five minutes of overtime. But you don't decide a Stanley Cup championship on a shootout, nor should the World Cup championship be determined in a shootout. Uh, I, I, it's, it's unbelievable to me. It, it really is that that's the way it could possibly end. This, this big tournament. I mean, uh, Qatar, Qatar, whatever you want to call it. Twelve years ago, I believe the uh, games, yeah, of 2022 were awarded to this country, that you know paid FIFA, the governing body of soccer, soccer. Uh, or football, as they call it, in most of the world, they offer them hundreds of billions of dollars to attract this event to uh, to Qatar, Qatar, and uh, that's where it is, to the chagrin of many people, and even FIFA admits that they made a mistake by awarding the World Cup to uh, to this country. At any rate, the U.S. still alive. They will play Iran in group stage action tomorrow at 2. And I think that's uh, live on the Fox Network. On Fox News, the over the year Fox Network. We will take a break. Hale and Company will continue after these important messages. We are presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Northeast Delta Dental has individual and family plans designed to fit your lifestyle. You can learn more and find your plan at anydelta.com or deltadentalcoversme.com We'll be back and talk some college hockey with John Leahy right after these words. It's Kale & Company live right here. at WKXL and nhtalkradio.com. Stay right where you are. Welcome back. It is Kale and Company live for this Monday, November the 28th, 2022. Right here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. Presented by Northeast El Dental. November 28th, a very special day for the gentlemen we are about to introduce... And that would be our very good friend, John Leahy. John, welcome back to the show. Great to have you with us, and happy birthday to you.
2: Uh, Ken, thanks very much. It's always a pleasure and a privilege uh, to be with you. And as I told you, wonderful producer, there's no other place I'd rather spend my birthday than with you guys.
0: Well, thank you, John. I I appreciate that. I wish you were right here in studio Strumming on the ukulele right now, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, so, soon enough,
2: Ken, soon enough.
0: It won't be long. It won't be long. it right. will be back in town at uh, Area 23, back in the area on
2: uh, December the 14th. Yes, so. very excited. We're only a couple of weeks away, so uh, the preparations are ongoing. It's going to be a lot of fun. So let me ask you,
0: John, it, it's always a lot of fun I know, when you, you show up at the area. So uh, what? what are you doing for your birthday? Anything special?
2: Uh, yeah, I'm I'm staying home studying all day. I have a big hockey game tomorrow, and I'm probably the biggest uh, hockey game of the year. So um, I've got a lot of preparation to do and not a lot of time to do it. And so um, I look forward to that big one tomorrow night with UConn.
0: Yeah, the UConn Huskies uh, right now sitting atop the uh, men's hockey East standings i don't know how many people would have predicted that although you know the program has, has really grown uh, over the years and they're at the top of the standings right now in in mens hockey and we'll talk about that but uh, did you and the lovely lori Ann do anything uh last night or uh, you know go out on the town or anything like that
2: uh no not really ken uh you know we're in the we're still in the midst of uh, house repairs we have uh we have the painters here as we speak right now Really? Uh, the, yeah you know, the, the last uh phase of our, our home redo is, uh, under is being undergone now. So, uh, kind of laying low, you know, and just trying to take care of the things we have to take care of. And, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's the way life goes sometimes.
0: Yep. And, and I know you're doing a ton of hockey games at, uh, at a number of levels and, and, uh, that, that is terrific because you do it so well. And I want to thank you for having me, uh, on your
2: podcast last week. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, Ken, and I know a lot of people tuned in, and uh, it was a really special episode, and uh, you know, we talked a lot about Thanksgiving, but I give thanks that uh, that you're such a good friend, and you were willing to come on, and I had a great time, so thank you.
0: Well, anytime, and how can people access that, John?
2: Well, uh, the name of the podcast is called Airing It Out, Files from Leahy's Broadcast Booth, and it's available... Uh, pretty much anywhere you want to listen to the podcast. Uh, I'm on the two big ones, Apple and Spotify. So, um, you know, just do a simple search. And you can also go to my podcast website, which is com, and that'll have everything related to the podcast right there
0: outstanding and and all the ones you have done uh, in the past and and it, it is terrific so uh, that that is great so getting down to uh the brass tacks here i mean there are uh, a lot of uh, hockey college hockey matchups over the weekend but uh, really no league uh hockey east games
2: yeah it was a non-league weekend ken and that's typical for uh, the weekend after Thanksgiving. But uh, still, there were some great games. You know, we, you talk about what happened uh, in the men's conference. You had the big tournament over in Northern Ireland, and there were a bunch of great games over there. Yeah. Uh, Quinnipiac won the tournament over UMass in a shootout. Uh, UMass Lowell also had two uh, outstanding games over there. They were playing Dartmouth in the consolation game. They were down 3-0 in the second period, and they rallied back with four goals to win it. So... um uh, UMass finishes as the runner-up. Lowell finishes in third. Uh, Funny story about Northeastern. They went down to Nashville, Tennessee to play in the Smashville uh, tournament, as they call it down there. They were supposed to play at the Bridgestone Arena, which is the home ice of the Nashville Predators, but that arena had a a main water break. Ah, wow. Yeah, so they not only canceled the Predators game down there, but – Northeastern had to move to a tiny one thousand seat arena to play Western Michigan. Oh my goodness! Yeah, down in Antioch, Tennessee. So both both of Northeastern's teams went down there, and they were both forced to play in a one thousand seat arena. So um, you know the uh, trials of going on the road, right? So, um, oh man, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Northeastern Northeastern won that game, so uh, that made the trip worthwhile, but. Um yeah, it was it was all non league action. Uh, you know, Merrimack was in action against Holy Cross and they picked up a five to one win. So nice tune up for the Warriors. Vermont played yesterday and lost at R. I. T. And uh, Maine had a big win over AIC. And uh so yeah, again, some great games uh in, in college hockey. UNH played uh on uh, Saturday at Holy Cross and the Wildcats dropped that one in overtime three to two.
0: Another tough loss for the uh, UNH Wildcats who are uh, struggling uh, right now at the bottom of the Hockey East standing, still looking for that uh, elusive first Hockey East win of the year, as are the the Maine Black Bears, but they have played uh, only six games. The Wildcats have played 10. But as we mentioned, John, big game for you tomorrow night. Merrimack doing uh, very, very well on the season, Uh, and uh, the... Top-seeded right now, number one team in Hockey East, UConn Huskies. So, a a big game for the uh, for the Warriors and uh, the Huskies tomorrow night at the uh, Lala Rink.
2: Yeah, we're expecting a, a, a sellout crowd. Uh, UConn comes in at seven two and two; they lead the conference 10 ten three and three overall. Merrimack is ten and three overall. The Warriors are six and one. And uh, you know, Ken, when you talk about college Chalky, especially around this time of year, you you look at the pair-wise numbers which is yeah. the which is the mathematical uh formula which uh, determines which teams are going to be in the national tournament and uh, if you take a look right the last time I checked there were two hockey teams that were in the top 10 in the pairwise one of them are the, are the BU Terriers and they were ranked 6th last time I looked and the other one are the Merrimack Warriors they are 8th in the pairwise and uh, UConn is just outside the top 10 uh, they are at number 11 so uh UConn has made great strides. Uh, they had a great season last year. They went to the Hockey East Championship game, and uh, they lost to UMass in overtime. But kudos to Mike Cavanaugh and the job he's done down uh, at UConn. And it's just going to be a terrific game uh, tomorrow night, and uh, it'll be on ESPN Plus if uh, folks want to tune in.
0: Well, we will want to tune in uh, tomorrow night on ESPN Plus and watch that one with you. Uh, having the call, look forward to that as as always. And then the two teams will meet uh, later in the week uh, in Hartford.
2: Right, the teams go down to Hartford on Friday, and that will stre- That will start a a pretty important stretch for Merrimack. Uh, they'll play in Hartford on Friday, and then they go out to UMass the following Wednesday, and then on to Providence. Uh, so a huge, huge three-game road swing through Hockey East. And I think this ne- these next four games, Ken, are going to tell a lot about this Merrimack team. And and uh, we'll see what they're made of. They're playing the iron of the conference over the next uh, four games. I know UMass has struggled a little bit, but they'll figure it out. They, they will. And uh, I think we're going to learn a lot about this uh, Warrior team over the next four games.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the UNH Wildcats uh, will have a home-and-home series with... The aforementioned Boston University Terriers Friday night at the Whittemore Center in Durham, and then uh, Saturday at six at the uh, Agganis Arena in Boston. And uh, boy, that's going to be another uh, uh, tough weekend for the uh, for the UNH Wildcats against uh, a, a very good Terriers team.
2: Yeah, you know, uh, Jay Pandolfo took over the reins at BU. He's former Bruin, and of course, a former BU guy, and. A lot of people were wondering you know, how this BU team was going to shake out, and to no surprise, uh, the Terriers are off to a great start. Uh, they play well. They roll four lines. Um, so I'm glad UNH has the home game uh, first on Friday, and hopefully the, the crowd can uh, push the Wildcats forward, and uh, they'll have, certainly have a battle on their hands with BU, but I'm looking forward to an entertaining weekend there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. How about on the uh, the women's side of Hockey East?
2: Now well, on the uh, women's side, uh, Northeastern continues uh, with a 10-point lead over Vermont. Again, on the women's side, uh, it was primarily a non-league action. Uh, so, uh, you know, a, a good tune-up uh, for these uh, hockey's uh, women's teams. And uh, so really no, no change in the standings. And, uh, you know, there were, uh, there were some terrific games uh, on the women's side. Uh, we, we talk all the time about Northeastern and, and how strong they are. Uh, the Huskies picked up a big win over Cornell. Uh, they, they actually swept their weekend, beating Princeton and Cornell. Uh, so a great job by the Huskies there. Uh, Boston College picked up a nice win over Harvard, uh, a 5-1 to win after uh, beating UNH. Um, BU was in a tournament. They uh, split with Yale and Penn State. And uh, UConn lost a tough game to Quinnipiac, one nothing. They wound up being swept. The Huskies uh, now have dropped four in a row. And uh, Maine had a split with Clarkson. They got blown out on Friday night uh, over in Potsdam, New York, and they bounced back with uh, the 5-4 win. Merrimack had uh, the weekend off. And uh, also, uh, I should mention that Providence continues to roll. The Friars have won four in a row. They uh, picked up a win over Brown in the Mayor's Cup down at the Schneider Arena. Uh, I should say I did the game Saturday night uh, between Brown Uh and Providence on the men's side. And uh, they had two Mayor's Cup games for uh, bragging rights in the city of Providence. The women won and the men lost.
0: Ah, uh, There you go. So the bragging rights were
2: split. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So uh, uh, that's a look at the women's side. And uh, we will continue to have some more exciting games coming up. And uh, if you uh, want to keep tabs, go to HockeyEastOnline.com. It'll have everything you could possibly need.
0: No doubt about that. And, John, have you been watching uh, much uh, World Cup soccer
2: these days? Oh, can I haven't. But I've been trying to follow it online, and uh, that's always a terrific tournament. And uh, best of luck to everybody over there.
0: You know, I just can't believe if it, when it comes down to a championship game, if it winds up in a in a tie after a couple of overtimes, They'll settle it with a shootout. I can't believe they would. They, you know, I still can't get over that. How, how they would, how, you know, if it comes down to a tie after two overtime periods, they would go to a shootout. I can't believe it, but I guess
2: that's the way it is. Yeah, you, UMass hockey coach Greg Carvel uh, said he's not a fan of the shootout either. They UMass lost to Quinnipiac in the shootout to determine the winner of the friendship four, and uh, he said he's in the minority. He doesn't like it, and, and yeah. I can understand that point of view.
0: John, thanks as always. We appreciate it.
2: Ken, it's always a pleasure. Thanks. Uh, always great talking with you. And
0: have a great birthday. Thank you, my friend. All
2: Take right. care. All right.